Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. In today's episode, we're talking about a much-requested topic, Kickstarter. Today's guest has a live Kickstarter campaign that has already been successfully funded, and it continues to gain support from the crowd. Hear how she prototyped her design with the help of her mom's sewing skills, and then found a manufacturer when she was ready to produce at scale. Of course, you'll also want to hear about her rescue dogs who inspired the product and this whole entrepreneurial venture. Muttrock founder Gretchen Dill is all about encouraging outdoor adventure with dogs. Her innovative backpack design meets the needs of both human and dog in one great backpack. Gretchen worked as a graphic designer for 12 years and through Muttrock has found her passion for product design and entrepreneurship. Through Muttruck, Gretchen hopes her design will inspire ease and confidence while adventuring outdoors with your dogs. Water, treats, waste bags, this pack has a spot for it all, in addition to keeping your essentials handy too. And Gretchen has launched a Kickstarter to fund the initial production of this. So today's episode is going to be a lot about Kickstarter and how she made that happen. So welcome, Gretchen. Hi, Tori. Thanks. Thanks for having me on this awesome show. Really, really excited to be here on with you today. Yeah, well, I'm so excited. You like reached out to me on on Instagram with a DM saying, you know, I like what you're doing and here's what I'm doing. And here we are now talking on the show. So that's how that's how the magic happens. <laughs> yeah, no, to- totally. That's yeah. One thing I've learned is don't be afraid to make connections. Connections are just so great, especially for for us um, entrepreneurs kind of out doing our own thing. There's a lot to learn and um, people help help you learn. So yeah, don't be afraid to make connections. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, just DMing or just emailing people, especially with Kickstarter, I interviewed someone early days in the show, like single digit number of episodes. Um, she had a Kickstarter for a dog crate that she was designing and she had a system where she would email like 30 people a day or something like that um, mm-hmm. for 30 days. And by the end of 30 days, you've reached out to like 900 people. I, is the math right? Um, <laughs> yeah. um, and so like that was like so interesting when you break things down into like little bite-sized pieces. And it seems like with, with a new product and a Kickstarter, just telling people what you're doing is so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Go ahead. And honestly, just like, like you said, those bite-sized pieces kind of, that's what I've learned about this whole product development um, side of things too, is it's, it's new to me. And so just realizing that you kind of take each step as it comes and don't feel like you have to have a whole like roadmap of exactly where you're going to end up, but just kind of taking each day at a time and learning as you go. Yeah, it's a very good point. So so speaking of learning as you go, like let's go back in time to before your backpack 
existed or before you had the idea? Like what was the like pain point or like the hike that you went on when you realized you needed something better? <laughs> there was a very, very specific hike actually. So, um, so yeah, I was out hiking a lot with um, my two dogs. I have a senior dog, Phoenix, who's almost 14. And then a three-year-old cattle dog mix, um, who is a, they're both rescues and the cattle dog mix, um, he kind of has some shy, he's, he's shy and has some reactivity. And so I was always wanting to for sure be prepared with water for Phoenix, my old guy, um, treats to make sure that I could continue that positive training with Lander while out on the trail. Um, so I just, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't leaving, you know, things behind when I went on hikes. And um, at the same time, um, local trails were also like really enforcing that, well, rightfully so, the need to clean up after your pet. We've actually had some local trails um, nearly shut down because it's become such a problem. And so that was really kind of in the forefront of my mind too, of just like how important it is to make sure that you clean up after your dog on these local trails. Um, and so kind of those two things were a forefront on my mind. And then I was scrambling down some rocks, had my sunglasses, didn't want to unpack because I had two leashes and was like scrambling down the mountain. Um, so I just set my sunglasses in my pocket and by the, by the time I got down to the trailhead, they were long gone. <laughs> and so, so it was kind of those, like, you know, that week where, um, I just always had a lot of gear for the dogs. Um, some trails were getting shut down because of people not cleaning up. And then I was losing my own gear and it was like, okay, there's gotta be a better, easier solution for getting out with your dogs and having everything that you need within easy access. So one person who has that experience might just like take a backpack that they already had or some stuff and like clip some things on it. Did you start, like, is that how you started by like clipping yes. on extra little pouches and stuff? Yes. I feel like, I feel like a lot of dog moms can relate to putting on a backpack and then you grab your treat bag and then you grab um, your waste bag dispenser and, you know, other little necessities so that by the time you are walking out the door, you have like three or four little different things strapped to your body, um, which is fine, but it kind of gets time consuming, you know, grabbing all those little packs and sometimes one gets forgotten. And so by having them all just in one backpack, I really felt like it not only made it quicker to get out the door, but it just like ensured that nothing got forgotten. And so far, just in our trail testing, it has been a breeze just like, because you have the waste bags that just stay there in that little pack. And then same with the treats, because there's a zip out liner um, that's washable. So um, just the treats are ready to go. And um, so yeah, you just like grab the pack, walk out the door, throw it in your car. And then even just getting home, it's like, oh, I only have one pack that I'm grabbing out of the back of the car. Like I don't have to load up my hands with like five or six things to get back into the house. It's, it's been awesome. Yeah, that's so great. I think that 
bags that have like a specific spot to put all your different things and that like you have thought of this like you know this is for treats this is for poop bags this is for the water bottle or mm -hmm. whatever um it makes such a difference like i i have a backpack it's actually really well designed but it's for like um commuting to like office so it has like a laptop sleeve in the back which like i will never use um but it does have like a water bottle pocket on the side which is nice but it had like it has like little things that that are thoughtfully designed for the ideal user it just mm -hmm. is not really designed for me like I want to use it for you know when I take the dogs out for like a picnic or something like that yeah. um so I think it's just like such a great idea I have um I was and while you were talking I was thinking I have this gym bag from Lululemon that inside like the little pockets it says like put your water bottle here put your phone in this pocket put your keys in this pocket and like it has like little text on it and it tells you like you don't have to do that but it's like makes life so much easier when you just know that this is what goes in this pocket and then you can always find it later yeah yeah definitely <laughs> okay so all right so now you had this idea and um, tell us like what was the next step so you wanted to like start making this backpack to like what did you do <laughs> I yeah, guess yeah. <laughs> not everyone does not everyone does Kickstarter sometimes there's you know other ways to do other ways to do stuff get funding or whatever but Kickstarter's also doubles as like great marketing <laughs> um, yeah no absolutely it's it's really great exposure um yeah so basically how it all started was like I, I was explaining, you know, we can all relate to like strapping three or four packs to our body and then yeah. just thinking, okay, there's got to be a solution for just one pack. Um, and then in the meantime, just because I, you know, I'm always wanting to pull out my phone to snap a little photo of Lander doing something cute or, you know, the nice view and just to like dig through your pack is so obnoxious. And so, um, so yeah, so or I have to like, stop and take it off and like it's in some pocket that you can't reach while you're wearing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like to have to stop and kind of like gather, gather your pups to make sure that they're not, you know, off exploring and then dig through your pack. Um, so, so the main idea was just having not only the packs that you needed for your dogs, um, but then also that accessible storage for necessities that you're really needing to like grab frequently. So cell phones, sunglasses, keys, stuff that you don't want to have to like stop and dig for. So that was kind of the initial, initial idea. And then I just started uh, drafting patterns from there. Um, and I feel like not only my background as a graphic designer, but I grew up alongside my mom sewing. She um, was a wonderful, is a wonderful seamstress. And so kind of having a basic understanding of patterns um, was really helpful. So I just kind of had fun putting pencil to paper, uh, designing a pattern. And then uh, my mom and I actually just like worked on weekends on our little home sewing machine with you know some fabrics that we got at the local fabric store to see like okay does this pattern actually like fit together and is everything working the way we would want it to um, and it all it all went together and so we made one out of like actual outdoor material um, outdoor recreation material and that went well too but we also realized that this is 
there's a lot of working parts here and it's taking us a long time. Um, so that was when it became clear that it wasn't something that I was going to be able to continually make on my own. Um, and so that's I impressive that you could even do that much on your own. That's amazing. <laughs> well, it was, it was fun. Definitely memories that I will look back on. There was struggles and lots of laughing and just lots of learning, but yeah, it was, it was a great experience to be able to like put our, put our hands and minds to it on our own. Yeah. Well, especially because you can make edits to it instantaneously like because you're the one doing the work so usually when people are making products they're dealing with a manufacturer or someone making the prototype and they might not be in the same city they might not even be in the same country and you might have to wait like weeks <laughs> to get something back when you've asked for like one little change so yeah. that must have really sped up your process yeah it was super valuable being able to uh, work on that myself and then um, kind of just, this was an example of just like, don't be afraid to ask. I, I saw um, our, a Mercedes Sprinter camper going through town and it was like emblazoned with their um, logo and it just kind of looked like a brand that might have similar products. And it actually ended up being kind of like uh, for like road tripping motorcycle um, bags, but they were similar in construction, similar materials. And so I was like, you know what, nothing to lose. I'm going to reach out and ask like, where do you get your bags manufactured? Um, and they were super helpful and it was someone local here in Colorado. And so I was able to continue the prototyping process, um, with a professional seamstress here in Colorado. Um, and so then just love that is so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask It's those connections that really kind of paved the way. And it was yeah. a lot of that, like, I'm just taking things step by step learning, like what's the next step, you know? Um, but it's like, you can really see, you have to have like your eyes peeled and think outside the box because someone might look at that product and say, well, that's not really exactly what I'm making. So it's not the right fit. Um, but it's worth just, asking and you know and and seeing what people can do yeah absolutely sorry to interrupt the interview but i want to tell you about an online summit happening this july designed just for petpreneurs like us the empowered petpreneur is an interview series that will teach you how to feel at ease while confidently running and growing a successful pet business there's about 20 experts on board including me and it's all being led by Michaela Samuels of Pet Marketing Unleashed. You'll get our expert advice on all the business topics you need to know about, from social media and branding to Facebook ads and blogging, plus a ton more. The best part of this series is that it is totally free. That's right. F-R-E-E. -E. <laughs> to get access, just go to bit.ly slash ep all access, and Michaela will make sure you're all set to go. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash E-P all access. The E-P stands for Empowered Petpreneur because that is what you are, girl. Yeah, so we uh, did prototyping here in Colorado, and um, unfortunately, it was just too expensive to go the small batch route. I really kind of felt like that would be amazing if I could stay like a made, made in our backyard Colorado product. But 
Um, it was just translating to a price point that I wouldn't feel comfortable asking people to pay. Yeah. Um, so then it just kind of evolved to the next step of finding a bigger manufacturer that could do uh, larger numbers that would bring the price down. And that kind of led me to Kickstarter. Wow. What a path. So like talking about like timing wise, when did you start making this with your mom? And like, how long ago was that? That was um, coming up on about a year and a half. Um, well, that's yeah, pretty quick. That's really yeah. Quick. Well, looking back, I feel like it's quick um, for especially for like a, a product development. Um, but at the same time, I feel like um, it's definitely not something that happens overnight. Uh, like you were saying, like when you're doing that prototyping, it can sometimes take like a month or two to get back one little change that you want to request. Um, but yeah, the idea came to me kind of during those, that hiking season um, of December of 2000. Oh, I'm, I'm, I think it was like Jan, December, January of 2018. Yeah. Yeah. January of 2018. So here we are a year and a half later and getting That's on Kickstarter so and exciting. Yeah. So, um, so you, your, your, um, sorry, your campaign is live now. Um, so what have you learned <laughs> that you want to share with people who might be listening, who maybe are thinking about doing a Kickstarter or, or haven't thought of it and maybe it could be good for them. What, what did you learn? Like building out the campaign and then now that it's live, has, has there been anything that like really changed your perceptions or your strategy? Yeah. So um, what I learned going into it was uh, research is key. Um, doing research into other campaigns, seeing what other successful campaigns are doing, um, getting books, talking to other people who have done Kickstarters uh, was super helpful just to kind of have an idea of what contributes to a successful Kickstarter campaign. And a lot of that is just, you have to really um, professionally present your idea. Um, it's not something that you can just kind of stick up there and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Uh, you should get, get excited about it too. You know, you have to have those visuals and um, the story that's gonna get people excited about it. And so uh, well in advance of the Kickstarter launch, I was able to work with, um, another influencer on Instagram who has beautiful photos, beautiful videography. He's here local in the Springs explore with Ollie. Um, so it was great to work with him on video and photos and, um, get that done well in advance. And then I was able to use my graphic design background to pull, pull all the graphics together for the page to ensure that everything was as professional as it could be. And then um, just the importance of, you know, it's crowdsourcing. So just the importance of really making sure that you have a crowd. Um, and so, you know, social media and Instagram in particular has just been so wonderful because as you know, there's just an amazing dog community. Uh, so supportive, so informative, and just a great place to connect with other, uh, you know, dog parents. And so, um, you know, well in advance of the Kickstarter, I was able to use social media and Instagram in particular to really connect with a lot of those people out there that I felt like this uh, backpack might resonate with. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Um, like I, so I looked at your Kickstarter page and like you mentioned, your video is beautiful. Um, and I, I've heard that like one of the most important elements of a Kickstarter campaign is the video. Do, do you find that to be true? And like, what are some tips on making a good video for, for Kickstarter? Yeah, I think, I think the video is important just because I think the majority of people really can engage with the video because it's just so visual and it draws you in more than just reading text or looking at a photo. Um, and so it's just a great place for you to tell that story. Um, so I think that that's kind of what goes into a great video is just making sure that you're you know, telling your story and bringing other people into that story. Mm -hmm. um, and then also uh, making sure that just the, the visuals are going to be something that is portrayed professionally. And, you know, we, we have it easy because we're working with dogs and the outdoors. So I feel and like... You're in Colorado <laughs> and you have amazing dogs. <laughs> yeah, so doing a video about dogs in the outdoors, I feel like I got a free ticket on making sure it was a nice video. But... But yeah, I think just it's it's a great visual tool to, you know, bring in what you're excited about. And I love that you said that crowdfunding requires a crowd. <laughs> it's like so obvious. It's, it reminds me, I always tell people, social media is social. You need to interact with people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so what are, what are some things that you're doing to, you know, we talked about social media and everything, but like... To, to get that crowd. Like I just think of like a crowd, like when you're, when you're in like New York city or something like that and you see a crowd gathered around something, it's usually some kind of like entertainment or performance or something like that. So like, have you, have you found it to that to be true that you need to kind of like be larger than life and, you know, present some kind of like entertainment to people to get them excited about it? Yeah. I mean, to some degree, I think, um, you know, presenting what you're doing with authenticity mm -hmm. is just important. But I, I also think like I've, I've learned that like getting out of my comfort zone has been really helpful. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm actually kind of an introvert. And so getting in front of the camera is not my strong suit, but I feel like people really want to, they want to know you. Um, and so I make a point to when there's a special announcement or something that I want to talk about, I do my best to actually get behind the camera and, you know, put that into my stories and interact with, um, you know, the audience that way. And so, yeah, when you say, you know, being a little bit larger than life, I think it does take a little bit of creativity and stepping out of your comfort zone. But at the same time, um, I read a line that, you know, don't try to fake who you are because it's going to get really exhausting <laughs> keeping that up. And so just at the same time, making sure that you're authentic to yourself because, you know, people will connect with that and the people you do connect with want to be there. Right. I love that. And I think that there's such an advantage in the, in the pet space and the dog space when you put yourself out there because so many dog accounts and dog brands. It's just the dogs and just the toys or the product or the treats or the food or whatever. But to actually like see the person behind it and get to know who you are, not that many brands and influencers are doing that. And so I think it also helps you kind of stand out, which is 
which is awesome. And I also think that this like ties so much into dogs because dogs never fake who they are. <laughs> exactly. They're always their most authentic selves. So they're never like, oh, I really need to impress these people. I'm going to like <laughs> cross my paws. Um, they, they never think that. They just kind of like do them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, they're, they're just inspiring on every level, aren't they? They are. So we have a few minutes left. So tell us all about your dogs, Phoenix and Lander, and how they came into your lives and just like how amazing they are. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Phoenix came into my life in college. Um, I was a junior in college and I grew up in a family that um, actually, this is a lot of backstory, but um, my aunt was very allergic to animals. And so um, we weren't ever able to have pets growing up, but I just, I had that desire just like ingrained in me as a little girl. It was just who I am. And so I knew that right when I was responsible enough to get my own dog, I I jumped on the opportunity. And so Phoenix has been with me for nearly 14 years and he is just, he's a German shepherd mix and he is just so loyal and um, just the greatest little protector and companion. And um, he is super high energy, even as a 14, oh, nearly 14, he still has plenty of energy. And so um, he really taught me my love for hiking and running and just getting outdoors and finding ways to, um, you know, run off his energy. And so, but he really just introduced me to a world of, you know, outdoor hiking and exploration that I've come to really, really love. And so I attribute so much of who I am to Phoenix. And then Lander is a little healer mix. Um, he came from a rescue in New Mexico. Um, yeah, and their their pounds down there are, you know, kind of a 72-hour hold, and so it's important for rescues to, like, go down and grab them while they can, but he's, he's just such a sweetheart. He's shy and a little bit reactive, but we've come a long way because I always have my treats handy now <laughs> with my mutt rock. Um, but yeah, he's, he's just a little, he's a little character, always bringing smiles, so... And they're like by your side pretty much all day, every day. Yes. And that's something I'm super thankful about, about this new avenue is, and a big inspiration behind it too. You know, when I was a graphic designer, it was a full-time job, desk job. And I just, I would get home and obviously be so excited to see them, but there was a sense of guilt about having to leave them during the day. And just to be able to now have the control to be around them. It's such a big inspiration behind the project too. Yes. That's why everybody should start their own dog inspired business. So you can just <laughs> hang out with your dog. Yes. All day. <laughs> a lot of big companies actually started that way. Um, yeah. Like some companies, like when you talk to the, they're like big companies now and they're like, where did you start? Oh, I wanted to spend the day with my dog. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can relate. And, uh, maybe everyone who I've ever, I think you're, this is episode 64. So the 60 plus other women that I've talked to, we're all going to be like really big deals one day. And we can all say that we just started because we wanted to hang out with our dogs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very good reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gretchen, this has been so awesome. Tell everyone um, where they can find you and where they can find your Kickstarter and check it all out. Yeah. So uh, my website is up on uh, muttruck.com. That's spelled M-U-T-T-R-U-K. Uh, so no C and muttruck.com. And then it's also live on Kickstarter. Uh, you can go to kickstarter.com and search for muttruck. And then I'm also on social media at muttruck. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Gretchen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park. <laughs>